What's up, casuals, and welcome back to another episode of the Casual Big Ten Podcast, the show where we don't have a tagline, so I don't know why I started saying that. What a great week in the Big Ten we just got done with. Uh, it's Sunday night right now. I needed a full day to just kind of take in what happened uh, week six. Such a fantastic weekend. This was Big Ten football at its finest. And I said last week on the pod that I was going to be locked in all day. Guess what? I was. These games were fantastic. I tried to watch as much of it as I possibly could. I had two TVs set up in my living room, and I was able to watch almost all of all the games this weekend, which was fantastic for me. It was just a just a great weekend through and through with Big Ten football. But uh, I'm here to give you a recap on what happened in week six, an exciting week six, a lot of movement taking place in week six, especially in the Big Ten West. So I'm going to jump right into that and start talking about a Big Ten West team that is going to be doing some moving up to first place even. Nebraska, Friday night, traveled up to Rutgers, the mighty Scarlet Knights. And uh, Rutgers, you know, they they showed some fight early on in the season. I thought they were going to be a little bit better, but they're 0-3 in the Big Ten now. And to be completely honest, listen, here, let me say something good about Rutgers first. Those jerseys were straight fire, yo as the kids would say. Those jerseys were so sick. I loved watching this game. It was a perfect Friday night game because just because of the visuals of it. It was it was a night game. They were in the blackout jerseys. It was packed at Rutgers. And, you know, they thought they were going to pick up a win against Nebraska, who was just coming off of a big win. And they probably thought they were going to win most of the game because at halftime, it was 13-10. It was the defensive battle. It didn't look like Nebraska was going to score, but Nebraska comes out in the second half. My guy Casey Thompson throws two touchdown passes. They come from behind and beat Rutgers on the road. Nebraska now tied in the Big Ten West, a really murky Big Ten West. I'll talk about that at the end. But a really good game for Nebraska to come back. It actually wasn't a really good game for them. If I'm being completely honest, it was a really sloppy game for them. A lot of punts to start. They didn't really play well. I thought they got off to a bad, bad start. And you know what? It was a good game in the end because they went into halftime, made some adjustments, stopped Rutgers from scoring the entire second half, and ended up pulling off the one-point victory, 14-13. to um, Happy for Nebraska. I think, that, I think that the state of the Big Ten is better when Nebraska's good. I really do. Because a lot of people hate Nebraska. I don't. I like Nebraska. And I like when they're good, and I like that they're, they've are they been good since Scott Frost got fired. So I think this is good for the Big Ten overall. I hope that they can find some more wins this year because I think it makes the whole conference better. So great job for Nebraska. Rutgers, we're just used to you guys being bad. So uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're improving this year, but just not at the pace we really need you guys to improve. All right, and then we go to uh, the Saturday games. Um, I'm going to go in order of this ESPN website, even though it's not in chronological order. That's okay. The first one they have listed, though, is the Ohio State-Michigan State game. Listen, this game started out, I got I got really excited at, at the beginning of this game because Ohio State goes right down, scores almost immediately. I think it was the first three minutes of the game. Um, I can't remember if Michigan State had the ball first. It doesn't matter. Michigan State wasn't moving the ball. Ohio State gets it back for their second drive, and they throw a pick six against Michigan State. Well, best quarterback in the Big Ten. 
throws a pick six. You're looking up at the scoreboard. You're like, oh, shoot. We're tied, baby. Here we go. Something's going to happen. And then nothing happened. And Ohio State went on to score the next. Let me count this real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six touchdowns. And, well, actually, Michigan State scored one in between. There. It doesn't matter. It was over at halftime. Um, Ohio State was in full control of this game. Even after the pick six, the pick six was weird. Like, Stroud just, like, threw it, and nobody was there except for the Michigan State defender. Like, he had to run that back for six. Um, but the Michigan State offense could not get anything going. Ohio State's defense was way too good. CJ comes back after the interception. Actually, before and after the interception. He ends up throwing for 361 and six touchdowns. This guy, I mean, he's going to win the Heisman, right? He's putting up ridiculous numbers. So uh, Ohio State rolls once again. Um, I think they're off. I can't remember. They might be off next week. Again, I say this every week, but I'm casual. I can't remember. I'm not looking ahead at the schedule. Uh, don't know who they're playing next week. We'll talk about that later on this week. But a uh, really big win for uh, – I say big win because they won big. It wasn't a big win. They were expected to win. Um, and they cover and they do all that good stuff. So uh, good job by Ohio State. They just keep rolling. They look like Ohio State looks unstoppable. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And I've watched I've watched more football than just Big Ten, too. They look like they could win the national championship. That's how well they're playing. They're, they're fine-tuned on defense. Their offense is very good. They were missing... Um, they were missing their top wide receiver. I can't remember his name right now. And they were also missing their, their top running back Williams. So, uh, I, I was surprised that they put up this many points, but not really though, because it was Michigan state's defense. So what are you going to do? You can't really expect much from them. Uh, the next game I have listed here is Michigan versus Indiana. Uh, this was a good game to start. This was another game, uh, at halftime. You're looking up, it is 10 to 10 at halftime and you're thinking, Wow, is Michigan is they might not be as good as we thought they were because Indiana, if you remember, just last week lost to Nebraska. That Nebraska team that just won this week, obviously, but a really bad Nebraska team still, nonetheless, I think. Um, and Indiana lost to them last week. So you're like, why are they hanging with Michigan right now? Here's the thing. It was a home game for Indiana. They were hype. Um Big story out of this game in the first half was running back coach for Michigan, Mike Hart, had a seizure on the sideline. That was a really weird scene because it went to commercial break and it came back. And the I don't I don't think there was an ambulance out there yet, but they were bringing the um like this not the the whatever basically a stretcher. And you didn't know what happened because we were just at commercial break and they were talking about Mike Hart being down and like there was no plays over there, so you didn't really know what was going on. Really strange scene, I thought. Um, and Michigan players were rattled. They were some of them looked like they were crying on the sideline. Um, again, guys, these these are kids, man, and they really look up to their coaches. So it was a weird scene, and Michigan kind of didn't have it going in that first half. From what I was told on Twitter, they talked to Mike Hart probably via FaceTime or something during halftime, and some people are saying that rallied them. I don't know. Michigan is a better team. They should have been rallied anyways at halftime when they look up and they're tied with Indiana 10-10. But they come out in the second half. They score 21 unanswered points, and they win the game 31-10. to uh, First 300-yard game for J.J. McCarthy this year. He throws three touchdowns. Blake Corum is on a good pace this year. I believe he has 12 touchdowns on the year. Um, 
Michigan fans, I follow a lot of, I follow fans from every fan base, but Michigan fans talking about, I, I have to say this real quick. Michigan fans, you do not have a Heisman candidate every year, okay? I understand that Blake Corum's having a decent year, okay? He scored five touchdowns against UConn, okay? And then you're talking about, okay, well, he's got 12 touchdowns on the season. Yeah, he played some of the worst teams in the country. He better have 12 touchdowns, all right? Talk to me after six Big Ten games and then tell me if he's still a Heisman candidate because that's a gauntlet that they have to go through starting next week. You know, so you don't have to get excited. Just Michigan's best player is not a Heisman candidate every year. That's just not how it works. Okay. So Blake Corum's having a good year. Good job. Let's let's relax on that that Heisman talk for just a little bit. Uh the next game I have here is Purdue versus Maryland. Purdue goes up to Maryland. I feel like I have to apologize to them again because I I'm just not really sold on Purdue. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like I'm just not loving their uniforms this year or if their quarterback's kind of boring. I don't know what I just don't know what I'm not loving about Purdue. But, you know, you look over to the Big Ten West and once again, that's another team that's tied for first place in the standings in the West right now. So uh, great win for Purdue. I didn't even say that they won, but they won. They beat Maryland, which I was high on Maryland. You know, I thought that Maryland was going to make some noise in the East and they would possibly upset some people, and they still can, but they lose le- this weekend. And they lose by two to Purdue. This was a great game. This, gr- this game was so fun to watch because Purdue just kept fighting. It felt like Maryland was in control. To me, this is just from my perspective. It was tied at halftime, but from my perspective, Maryland's the home team, and it felt like they were making better plays throughout the game. But Purdue just kept running the ball, and they kept picking up first downs, and O'Connell kept scrambling and finding open receivers. And you're like, wait a minute, is Purdue going to hang around? Yeah, they're going to hang around, and they're going to win. Uh, The very end of this game, Maryland was down by eight. They scored a touchdown, and they had a chance to get the two-point conversion to tie it to go to overtime. They get the two-point conversion. And then there was a penalty. I was watching the other game while the penalty happened, so I don't know what the penalty was for. And when I looked back over, they're going for two again, and I was like, what just happened? So I found out that there was a penalty, and Maryland had to go for it again, and they didn't get it the second time, so they weren't able to tie the game up. The onside kick was unsuccessful, but it was a really exciting game. Um, I was I, I thought that this was one of the best games. I mean, obviously, looking at the scoreboards, it was one of the best games of the weekend. But this was one of the more fun games to watch for me because it was a little bit more high scoring. And I found out some things about Purdue that I didn't really know going into this game. So great. This is a great win for Purdue. They stay alive in the Big Ten West and we'll see what they do going forward. Really, really good job for them. Uh, another Big Ten West team. Another Big Ten West team in this uh, this next game. Wisconsin. I have a hilarious... I feel like this is hilarious. I don't know if anyone else is going to think this story is funny, but last week I applied on the Big Ten website for the media like mailer. Like if so, if you're a member of the media, you get all these like emails from the communication staffs from the different schools. Well, Wisconsin sent out a uh, an email on Wednesday night that Jim Leonard, which by the way I've been saying his name right wrong. I've, I said it right right there, but I've been saying it wrong. It's spelled. It's not spelled Leonard. 
But people have been saying Leonard. I don't care. Whatever. That's besides the point. He was going to be made available to the media via Zoom. And if we wanted to be on the call, all we had to do was reply to the email. So I did. <laughs> and they sent me the Zoom link. So on Thursday morning, this was after I recorded the pod last week. Thursday morning, I wake up and I'm sitting on a Zoom call with like, there wasn't even that many people. There was like 10 people on the call. And Jim Leonard's just answering questions to the media. I didn't, I was like, I was, I'm not gonna lie. I was too scared to ask a question. I didn't know I was gonna ask him anyways. I didn't really have anything to ask him, but it was very, very like almost surreal just to be on a Zoom call with this guy that's about to go into his first game coaching ever at a Big Ten school. It was really fun. I felt like I shouldn't be in the room, basically, quote unquote, but uh, it was really cool. Jim Leonard's a, he's a cool dude, man. Like he was super calm. He was very confident. Um, he talked about how he still wanted to uh, assume his defensive calls, his duties as a defensive play caller. And, uh, you know, everything that he said basically came to fruition on Saturday because they went up to Northwestern and beat their buns in. Northwestern never stood a chance in this game. Um, Wisconsin was all over them. Mertz for uh, Wisconsin threw five touchdowns. This dude was throwing the ball everywhere, everywhere. A uh, kid by the last name of Dyke, which I thought was funny, had three of those touchdown uh, receptions. He had 185 yards receiving. He's emerging as one of the best wide receivers now. I don't know what they changed because I never heard of him until this weekend. So something Jim Leonard did this week has changed the way that they're going to play offense or or hear me out here, they were just playing Northwestern. And that's very possible as well. But Wisconsin goes up to Northwestern and gets a 42-7 win. Really big win for them because it's big because it's their coach's first game and they showed out for their interim coach. And that doesn't always happen. Just ask Nebraska. That doesn't always happen. So uh, good job for Wisconsin. They're very much back alive now in the Big Ten West. The Big Ten, I just can't wait to talk. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, Last game of the weekend was the game that I was most excited about. And probably if you watched it, you weren't excited about it. But for me, the type of person that I am, I loved this game. It was Illinois at Iowa. Illinois was working their tail off all week trying to get a sellout for this game, and they did. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. Illinois looked badass in their uniforms. They had the navy. They had the orange. It was clean looking. I said it was the best uniforms of the weekend. I loved the way that Illinois looked. Chase Brown had a good game. 146 yards, no touchdowns, but he still had a good game. The reason why he didn't score a touchdown is because nobody scored a touchdown. Nobody. There were five field goals in this game, and that is typical for an Iowa game. It was six to nine. Nice. And Illinois pulls off the win. They get a fourth quarter field goal. There was a field goal for each team in the first half. And uh, really happy for Illinois. I've been on Illinois since the beginning of the year. I watched them play some of their non-conference games, and I didn't know if I was seeing like a flash in the pan because they were playing bad teams or if I was seeing a legit Big Ten West team. And now after we're halfway through the season, I know that they're legit now. They can beat anybody. Well, I'm not going to say anybody. They can beat anybody in the Big Ten West. They've proven that. But I don't know if they can beat anybody in the Big Ten. I like Illinois to be in Indianapolis at the end of the year. They're the team that I'm cheering for. But 
let's see if they can actually get it done because they got some tough games coming up. Some really tough games coming up. All right, I want to go to the rankings really quickly uh, because I've been talking about the West and uh, the East. If you look at the East, there's just two clear, clear people at the top. Now, you could say that there's three. You could say that there's three, especially because now that Penn State is in the top 10, they haven't lost a conference game yet either. But if you've watched the games, you know that the two teams are Ohio State, probably going to win the conference, and Michigan, going to have a good shot to win the conference, but they got to beat Ohio State. I don't know if they can do that back-to-back years. So my halfway point prediction is that I, I like Ohio State to come out of the East. Um, like I said, you still got Maryland. Um, kind of fighting right there, but they got to pick up some wins because they're not one and two. The rest of the Big Ten East doesn't even need to be discussed anymore. Indiana, Rutgers, and Michigan State have combined to go one and nine in the Big Ten so far. So they're they're just getting ready for basketball season at this point. In the West, it's a straight up logjam, and it's anybody's game. You got Illinois, Purdue, and Nebraska all tied at two and one in the conference. Minnesota didn't play last week, so they're one and one right now. And then at the bottom, if you want to call it the bottom. You have Wisconsin, Iowa, who was, if you remember correctly, in Indianapolis last year, getting beat by Michigan. And then uh, really the only team that I would say doesn't have a chance in the West right now is Northwestern. They're the worst team on their side. But any of those other teams, any of those other six teams could win it. Iowa could win it. Wisconsin can go on a run with Jim Leonard now. Uh, Minnesota could start rowing the boats. Nebraska could start husking some corn. Purdue could start making some boilers. I mean, even the Illini could start fighting and win this. You know what I'm saying? Like, any of these teams could win it. But, uh, like I said, I'm cheering for I'm cheering for Illinois to win it um, just because I think they're so underdog. You know, they – I don't know. I meant to look this up. I don't know when the last time they were in – well, first of all, they're really excited they're in the top 25. You know I don't really care about rankings that much. But they're excited they're in the top 25. I don't know when the last time they were in it is. I should look that up. That'll be my homework for Thursday, last time they were in the top 25. I'll have that stat for you. But I don't know when the last time they were even in contention to win their side. You know, So we'll see what happens in the West. I'm really excited to see how this unfolds. Um, talk about my bets really quickly. I'm going to do it quickly because it wasn't great. I had uh, Friday night, I had over, I believe, 50 points it was for the Rutgers. Uh, man, who are they just playing? I just was talking about this. How did I forget already? Rucker. I'm trying to do two things at once right now. I'm pulling up my bets and I'm pulling up the game. Rutgers, Nebraska. Over 50 points. There was 27 total. So I was way under on that. I had uh under 59 and a half points in the Michigan Indiana game. I was right about that. I was wrong about Purdue plus three because they only won by two. That one hurt. That one hurt. I was super wrong about Northwestern keeping it within 10. They got blown out. And then I was correct about Iowa plus three and a half. Barely I was right about that because they lost by three. So uh, I went two and three on the weekend, which would take my record to... 16 and 21. I'm five games under 500 right now. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay because none of you are really listening to what I'm saying about the bets and following me. And if you are, that's just a huge mistake on your part. 
Uh, one last thing I want to do before I go. Um, big increase in numbers on the Twitter page. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate it so much that I'm going to start doing something new each week. I might even do it each episode. I'm not sure. I'm going to give everybody, not everybody, that would be ridiculous. I'm going to give a couple people a shout out each week uh, that are following me and interacting with me on Twitter. So if you'd like a shout out, just go ahead and follow me at Casual Big Ten on Twitter. And you could possibly get a uh, shout out next week, you know, especially if you start liking a bunch of my tweets or, you know, responding to some of the tweets. Uh, really fun week on Twitter. Like I said, a lot of new followers and a lot of good content that I uh, I think is good because I was putting it out. But whatever. You guys can decide for yourself. Um, I want to shout out my guy, Norwegian Gopher. This guy was this guy was liking everything. I really appreciate you, man. It makes me feel good when, you know, you're constantly like interacting and I'm seeing your name pop up a lot. So uh, appreciate you, Norwegian Gopher. I don't know where he's located, but I, it sounds like not in the United States because he's Norwegian. Maybe he is, though. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's up in Minnesota. But shout out to Norwegian Gopher. Appreciate you. Also, my guy Drojek697 showing me some love this week on Twitter. I really appreciate it. And then lastly, we had Greg McInk. Greg McInk. Appreciate you showing me some love on Twitter, man. I really do. Um, thank you guys for following me. Thanks for following along with the podcast. A little bit longer episode this week, but like I said, I watched all these games, so I was really excited to talk about some of this stuff. I, you know, had some stories mixed up in there, so went a bit, a little bit longer than usual. But we will be back later this week to talk about week seven. A lot of teams on by next week, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, week seven coming up. Um, I was thinking about maybe doing one more episode, but I don't know if I'm gonna have time. I was gonna do some like mid-season awards because we're halfway through the season. I just don't know, guys. I just don't know if I got the time to do it. So we'll see uh, what's going on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Maybe I'll throw another episode up just for kicks and giggles. But uh, appreciate you guys listening. Um, we'll look forward to next week. I hope your team won this week. I hope you guys are excited about the rest of the season as I am, and we will see you in a few days.